I've seen more people get robbed by contractors and having faulty budgets and kind of projects go sideways than anything. So get those relationships established. If you don't have those relationships, partner with somebody who does. It's that time of year again, tax season. How are you doing on tax season? How's that treating you so far? Well, if you have a lot of receipts and you're organizing things like your income and expenses and creating reports, and you're also trying to keep up to date with the new tax reform this year, there's a lot of deductions that we can take to maximize return. And there's a lot of strategies that we need to make sure we're aware of. Are you optimizing for new tax laws? Well, our sponsor, Stessa, teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you the ultimate rental property tax guide in I've read it. This is the ultimate rental property tax guide. I'm talking about they've got everything covered from opportunity zones to entity selection to establishing a home office, travel expenses, what type of travel expenses are deductible, real estate strategies, tax strategies, capital improvements versus repairs. I mean, this is the ultimate rental property tax guide. And you can get it for free by going to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. You have to sign up for an account, but the account is free. So when you sign up for a free Stessa account, you will get this guide. This is worth its weight in gold for sure. Go to stessa.com, S-T-E-S-S-A.com forward slash best taxes. And when you work with Stessa, Stessa is a tool that helps every rental property owner track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate investment. So it's going to save a lot of time during tax season, but then also through the rest of the season as we go and grow our rental portfolio and optimize that. So go to stessa.com forward slash best taxes. Get that ultimate rental property tax guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Steve Streit. How you doing, Steve? Hey, Joe. Awesome. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome as well. Nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Steve. He's a real estate investor focused on developing key areas in Detroit, Michigan. He's flipped over 70 homes in the last 18 months. He's actively buying one to two homes a week, and he's got a portfolio of 50 units, and he's actively looking to purchase more multifamily deals. So with that being said, Steve, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Awesome. So I'll keep the background short because it's pretty boring. Until I got into real estate, I was a common house painter. I shifted from a common house painter to owning a painting company. read a lot of the books that I was told to read, E-Myth being one of them, and that was me. So I was doing it all. I was the typical solopreneur trying to run my own show, doing the marketing, doing the billing, shuffling paperwork, and then slapping paint on the walls and then coming home at all hours of night trying to devote time to friends and family. And they usually got the short end of the stick. It came second to work. So quickly realizing that the harder I work, the less money I make, it was pretty disheartening. So, but me being a diehard, never give up type of guy, I kept that business for about 10 years and quickly realized that flipping one house would cover my profits that I would make for an entire year in painting. I had to do that a few times and I realized I was just in the wrong vehicle. It wasn't necessarily 
my work ethic or my aptitude. It was simply just being in the wrong vehicle around the wrong people with the wrong mindset. And the rest is history. I couldn't be in a better position today. I'm not where I want to be, but we're flipping houses, wholesaling, getting into developing. I own multifamily. We just bought a 20-unit apartment complex, head over heels about that. It was in good enough neighborhood, but the apartment was in real bad shape. But I'm just real excited about the whole thing. It's a newer adventure to me. We're about two, two and a half years in full time. We have a lot to talk about. I'm excited to talk to you about this because there's a couple things that I'd like to address with you and learn about. One is you said you went from a house painter to owning a painting company, and then you realized you could do one flip and that would make you as much money as a year's worth of having that painting company. And you said you had the right attitude because you're a hard worker, but you're in the wrong vehicle. So you're doing the wrong business. What, in addition to the aha moment of, okay, clearly I'm making more money flipping this house. You also mentioned mindset and being around the wrong people versus the right people. So what on that aspect of things changed for you in any specific examples would be helpful. Joe, that's a great question because I think the mindset was really the thing that was holding me back the whole time. I thought that I was supposed to be doing a certain thing. I thought that I was supposed to be putting in a certain amount of hours in order to earn a certain amount of revenue. So if I earned more, a lot of times I would feel uncomfortable and I'd feel like I was cheating somebody as odd as that sounds. So let's just say I charged $1,000 to paint a couple rooms, or let's just say a small apartment was $1,000. If I had the opportunity to charge $1,500, sure I would, but it wouldn't feel right. So my pay was directly proportionate to how much I thought that I could charge. So in the painting world, in the contracting world, you're limited by industry standards. So you try to stay within that realm. And one plus one equals two in that world. And in real estate, one plus one might equal 10 because you can leverage other people's time. You can leverage the market. you got cap rates in apartments. I don't know if I answered that clearly, but did. it's really been a learning curve for me. And one thing I love about real estate is just the opportunity to leverage other people's money, other people's time, other people's talents. And then seeing that I have value, being the matchmaker in that, being the person that brings deals together, I can put whatever price I want on that. I'll just speak personally. I, I totally get the thought that I'm supposed to work a certain amount of hours in exchange for a certain amount of money. And when I make more money for less or fewer hours, there can be a guilty feeling. So how did you get over that? What tools did you use to shift your mindset? So time was one of the biggest ones. I would tell myself that I can do this. I should be allowed to make money. I deserve to be wealthy. I deserve to have this in my life. So it's really a self-help type thing as much as it is a real estate thing to kind of break down the ideas and the barriers and the years of me telling myself what should happen, that I should fit into a certain box under certain parameters. So number one, Joe, was time. It took years to kind of break that down. And then a lot of the reading, Napoleon Hill, a lot of those type books, really, Think and Grow Rich and a number of other ones. But it was just listening to podcasts, listening to other successful people, and then slowly but surely 
inserting myself physically around other people, going to the real estate meetings, which I was a little against at first because I wasn't sure how that was going to help. But I think the power of being around other successful people really rubs off. And it goes back to the old adage of you become the company that you keep. Who you surround yourself with is important. So be careful of your friends. And maybe when mom was telling you, don't hang out with those kids, she was right. But maybe (laughs) she should also said, hey, hang out with these other ones. You might gain some stuff too. So it really works both ways. Very helpful. Thank you for that. So that is mindset and the foundation of how you've gotten to where you're at. Now let's talk some specifics on deals. I believe you said it was a 20 unit. Is that correct that you recently closed on? Day before Thanksgiving. Closed on a 20 unit day before Thanksgiving. What was the purchase price? What are you putting into it? What's the business plan? Would love to hear some specifics on it. Okay. Imagine this 1920s, all brick, limestone caps. We have a bald eagle at the top, beautiful architecturally, solid brick building. And it's two and a half stories, including a garden level basement apartment. I bought it and I thought there was a few people living there. I got to go through most of the units. Some of them were locked. It turns out there was more than a few. It was over half occupied, mm. most of which by people who have not had any lease in place with a mom and pop style landlord living in the basement who ended up in the hospital because of pneumonia and other illnesses may or may not been caused by the living conditions in the building. So it was really a sad situation for the tenants and the building owner. It seems like he was holding on to the very end to that building, but there was just so much maintenance and upkeep that wasn't done. These folks were heating their apartments with their stoves. There wasn't adequate heating. The living conditions were subpar at best. It was really disheartening to walk through some of the units and see the situations, but we started the eviction process. Some people voluntarily left, and we're still hanging on to a few diehards, if you will, but start cleaning a building day one, roofs bricks. We got a brand new boiler in the building within two weeks. We got heat on. We capped off the broken pipes and we've been through about eight 30-yard dumpsters. So it's been a constant process. Really, you need pictures to illustrate this, but it's been a full-on rehab. And we're going to do a nice restoration on this building to bring it up to get market rate rents and safe living conditions for people. So it's an exciting opportunity, but let me tell you, it's heavy lifting, heavy lifting. How much did you, know, you buy it's, for? It's, it's, oh, money. Bought it for one forty. Those, those are details I know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, minor yeah. details. One hundred and forty thousand. So, yep. And how much are you going to put into it total? Assuming things go according to plan, which of course they will, right? Exactly according to plan. Always, every day, no matter <laughs> what. So on the low side, we're two hundred thousand dollar rehab. It could go up to two, two twenty to two forty. We should be all in under four hundred, I'd say. If we hit a few roadblocks. So you bought it for $7,000 a door. You're going to be all in for, we'll call it 400 At worst case, I'm knocking on wood for you. Worst case, 400 k all in. What's the stabilized valuation of it, assuming whatever cap rate that is market for it? We're looking at about 750 stabilized. It could go as high as 850 or nine. That's kind of living on a hope and a prayer a little bit. But it also depends on what the other apartment buildings are doing around me because the area is growing and developing rapidly. Mm -hmm. That's everything restored. That's all the units, brand new, all hard surface. It's east side 
and it's Lower East Side by Gross Point, so it's got kind of a nice little buffer. So it's a couple miles off the water, and it's off of Mac Avenue for anybody that's familiar with Detroit. The 140 is that all cash? Yeah, I used my own money cash, and then I put some hard money on it afterwards, but I needed to close on it quick. So Okay, so you put 140 k out of your bank account, and then for the renovations, you've got a hard money loan on it. Yeah. What are the terms for that loan? I have a couple different notes on there, actually. So it's 12 13% on average. Okay. And how long do you have those until? A year. Okay. Usually get them for a year term. And that'll give me enough time to get the building stabilized and get some new money. Now, after a year comes, I can always talk to them and see if they want to stay in it longer if we get to that point. But I don't think we will. We're moving pretty good on that. Because the goal is to not renew that and instead put a maybe community banker or some sort of longer term loan on it? Yep. Get some long-term agency debt, 15 year, 20 year, whatever I could get at a better interest rate that's amortized, that pays principal and of course some interest. And clearly you're rolling up your sleeves and you're on the ground overseeing this project, at least from what I can tell. 100%. Out of the different CapEx projects you mentioned, roofs, fixing pipes, cleaning stuff out. What's been something that surprised you about the process? Good question. I think there was a lot of surprises. So I have a construction background being a painting contractor, also have a builder's license. So we've done decent scale remodel projects, but really digging in a little bit and realizing that a lot of the units were just total guts. So we just ripped everything out and started fresh. Another thing that I wasn't familiar with, I've never had an issue with this, but it was full of bed bugs and roaches. I ain't going to lie. It was nasty. And it sounds like the little stuff, but it's harder to get folks to work in those conditions. Oh, roaches are fine, but bed bugs, that would be a problem. Yeah. Bed bugs, roaches, rats, you name it, it was there. So we had to evict the people that were living there, but we had to get some of the insects out too. So Okay, you come across bed bugs. I think roaches, come on, you know, man up, right? Like you guys get in there and they're roaches, whatever. But bed bugs, they're hitchhikers. They'll get on your clothes and then they'll come home with you. So I get that. You discover the bed bugs and your crew's like, hey, Steve, we got bed bugs here. I'm out. You fix this. Does that delay your project for a month? Because it takes, I know, at least three treatments to get those suckers out of there. Yeah, so I've been very lucky to have an amazing crew. They literally just put on their suits and got the infested couch or whatever. I physically didn't see them. I knew they were in there. I didn't hang out in the apartments long enough to look for them, (laughs) Joe. But they complained about it quite often. They said, this one's bad. And I believed them. So they just dumpstered pretty much everything. So anything that they were living on was dumpstered and they were put out. Thank God we got freezing cold weather. So I don't know if that killed them, made them dormant, whatever the hell it did. But most of the infestation was out. We still are going to have to bomb and spray or put the heat machine in there before we do the final, final renovation. We haven't started drywall repair of the painting yet. But I think even before we do that, we'll probably put that heat treatment on there. But we got out the worst of it. But these guys have been troopers. They're awesome. I couldn't have done it without a very loyal, dedicated, hardworking, good attitude crew. So you need that relationship with the contractors. And those relationships were formed from the 70 fix and flips you've done over the last 18 months. Is that correct? 
Yeah, and it's spending time, and I hate to say it, but it is a time-intensive thing. you got to spend time with these people. You, you have to talk to them. You have to show up on the jobs, meet with them. They're not going to go into bed bug infestation, <laughs> nasty apartments for you if they don't kind of like you a little bit. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll pay you a thousand bucks or I'll pay you X amount of dollars to do it, just get it done type thing. Yeah, you know what? That works. Money talks. But you want people that are going to work hard for you and that want to be a part of the team, mm-hmm. that want to grow, and they're doing something to help kind of the, the cause of the business. If you're into the fix and flip thing, if you're into the renovation thing, you might want to stay away from that altogether and buy fully occupied buildings, which is a lot safer bet probably. But but um, but more you know, if but, you end up doing this. But those are boring podcast interviews. This is so much better. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The $240,000 budget, I know that's the high end, but we'll just go with that. 240k for the improvements to the property. How much of that 240 is interior work versus exterior work? We're probably only 25 to 30k on the exterior. Yeah, that's what I figured. Probably go 25. It's all on the inside. Really, you look at the budget, that's 10%. That's nothing, you know. 50k nice. off the rip for boilers, returns, fixing the radiators. That's about 10,750 bucks a unit that you're doing there for interior work. Yeah, and that covers your hallways and miscellaneous and stuff like that. Based on your experience, so taking a step back from this project, but just taking an assessment of your experience to date in real estate, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Okay, so if you're going to rehab, know what you're going to get into. Get a team established. I think people lose the biggest, and rehabbing is the most risky thing you can do if you have zero relationships with contractors. I've seen more people get robbed by contractors and having faulty budgets and kind of projects go sideways than anything. So get those relationships established. If you don't have those relationships, partner with somebody who does. I think it's better to take half of the profit or a part of the profit with an experienced investor. And that's what I'm doing now a lot is helping new investors get in and helping them rehab houses and showing them. So if they have a deal and they don't have contractors lined up, we'll come in and facilitate and help them with that, with a profit share. So I'd partner with people. Don't try to knock this all out on your own because you're going to learn and it might hurt. So that's my best advice ever, Joe. And on the 20-unit building that you purchased, you're the only owner of it, but when you say partner, it's these team members who you have a relationship with who are helping doing the work. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm the only owner of this building. You're doing property management too? I'm probably going to step away from that. I, <laughs> I, I will probably help with getting the unit filled up, and then I'll give that to somebody else. I'll turn the management over to a separate company. So we're really you? not geared for management. Local people. They manage only a couple hundred units, but they're okay. in the area, so they're able to service the building if something goes wrong. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, then, oh, yeah, let's do it. First, though, a quick word from our best ever partners. Stessa is the essential tool for tracking your rental properties, and it's going to save you a tremendous amount of time during tax season. Stessa organizes all of your rental property financials and automatically creates all the reports you need to file your tax return. And Stessa teamed up with the top real estate CPAs to offer you, best ever listeners, the ultimate rental property tax guide to help you maximize your deductions. Get that copy when you sign up for an account. The account's free. So get the copy by going to stessa.com 
forward slash best taxes. That's S-T-E-S-S-A dot com forward slash best taxes. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com. Okay, best ever book you've recently read? Uh, Books. I haven't read a book cover to cover in probably a year, but I would have to say... Think and go rich, huh? Yeah, right. So Never Split the Difference, Chris Voss, um, book on audio. That's one thing that I've heard, so that's mine. Best ever deal you've done that we have not talked about during this conversation? Okay, so last summer, wholesale deal, bought it for 45, sold it for 100. I have the cost of a dumpster and a clean out in it. So my rehab cost is 980 bucks and with a $50,000 spread. You said wholesale instead of wholesale, not a hotel, correct? Not a hotel, Joe. <laughs> so wholesale, for those of you who don't know, it's like a wholesale deal, but you, you will close on it and then do a very light rehab and then list it on the market. At least that's my definition of a hotel. So it involves no major upgrades. It's quick, easy, and you use the MLS in your favor. So you leverage it. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction we haven't talked about? Underestimating rehab costs still. Know your numbers. Like I'm working off of uh, spreadsheets and budgets, and what's in your head and what actually happens is two different things. I've done, like I said, 70 of these things in the last 18 months and counting. It's just the numbers are changing. Costs go up. Just watch your numbers. Best ever way you like to give back? Working with new investors. So if you are looking to flip a house, you want to flip a house in 2019, and you've been thinking about it for months or even years, I want to help you. And I'm, I'm happy to work with people who are willing to invest in themselves. And how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you got going on? Okay, so I'm going to do something that has helped me more than it's hurt me. So I'm going to just give my cell phone number. I, I would ask <laughs> you to just text me. Okay, my number is 248-977-8481 and shoot me a text with your name and information just so I know the context of the text would be helpful. 248-977-8481. So definitely call you directly and then put you on robocall systems too. Is that correct? All hours of the night. No (laughs) problem. Steve, really enjoyed learning about your shift in mindset from painting to owning a painting company to doing fix and flips to having a business on fixing and flipping and now doing multifamily and then also getting into the details on this 20 unit distressed property and what you're doing to turn it around and also improving the community as well as enhancing the lives of the people who are there and deserve to be there because they're paying rent. So Steve really enjoyed our conversation. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Joe, thank you for everything you do with the industry and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com.